Hello everyone and welcome back to Starting From The Pits. I'm just going to do a quick introduction before I start this podcast. I just want to say a big thank you for everybody's love watching the videos while I went on this road trip through France. I hope you really enjoyed watching those. Secondly, I just want to do a quick introduction to the guest this week. So Jordan is somebody that I have been following on social media for a while. And I think a lot of you guys will be also because he's the social media manager for Formula E. So everything you see that Formula E puts out on any social media, Jordan is in charge of. And I really hope you found this conversation just as insightful as I did. I know I learned a few things um, about the industry and a trick or two. So yeah, enjoy. Obviously, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, just first of all, just want to start off by letting the listeners know sort of what is it that you do and who are you? Uh, so I'm Jordan. I'm the social media manager for Formula E. Um, so I'm kind of in charge of overseeing the strategy and uh, sort of ideation and creation um, on the so- Formula E global social media channels. Perfect. And obviously for a lot of people listening to this, they'll be starting to maybe want to get into the industry and things like that. So what is it that you did to start this career? Did you study social media, so to speak, or anything like that? Uh, so my background is actually in sports journalism. Um, so I studied sports journalism at Southampton Solent University. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the modules of that kind of covered off social media, but the majority of what I did was kind of written or video production um so my background is more sort of towards the video side but my last couple of roles have been in social media and that's kind of where I always saw myself going Mm -hmm. so obviously you've kind of answered my next question so have you always had an interest in social media is it something that you've sort of has piqued your interest since yeah absolutely um you know the, the thing that I kind of love about social media is you know at any point at any point in time you can kind of go viral and i love the fact that at any point you can kind of reach millions of people with a single post yeah um, and kind of not knowing where that's going to come from kind of always gets me excited and keeps me going yeah completely because you can just come up with so much content and then it'll just be one random one one day and it'll just go wild yeah and that's that's kind of where I see the like sort of the main excitement of social media. Yeah, I completely agree. So obviously did a little bit of stalking before coming on this interview. <laughs> um you did some work in was it horse racing and that side of things. Yeah. How did you transition from one type of racing to the other? Um it was it was actually pretty seamless to be honest, because you're kind of going from well, fast horses to fast cars. Yeah. <laughs> They're both very fast-paced environments they're both sort of covering off live sport um so thankfully I found the transition quite easy I mean I've worked in a variety of sports throughout my career um and strangely I would say that the two that you've just mentioned are probably actually the most similar okay so why why Formula E is it something that you have you watched like religiously or is it just cars that you're interested in um I mean, I, I just love what Formula E stands for, to be honest. Um, I think, obviously, the racing, I think, is really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, but just as a wider company, I, I really like what Formula E stands for. Yeah, no, love that. I know um, it's definitely something that I'm trying to get a lot more into. Um, as you know, juggling your time as somebody who does social media and stuff like that is <laughs> it's like a job that's always happening. <laughs> Are you a fan of Formula E? 
I am, yeah. I'm definitely trying to get more into it. Um, I've got the app now, so I'm getting alerts when it's on and things like that. Um, so yeah, definitely trying to get more into it. Yeah, it's 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 really exciting. Once you once you start watching and kind of following the the narrative yeah. of the championship, it, it is really exciting to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously you're in charge of social media. Which outlets are you in charge of? Is it just Instagram or is it Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything? Uh, so I, I cover off everything. Um, yeah. So between myself and our social media executive, mm-hmm. uh, we cover off uh, sort of every social media channel. Okay. Um, I mean, we 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 tend to give obviously a bit more love to to the ones where you see a bit more engagement. Yeah. Um, but really, overall, we we cover all of them and we we try to sort of spread spread everything out equally. So we're we're kind of reaching as many people as we can across all channels. Yeah, definitely. What's it like having somebody else in that role then? Because obviously I don't cover as many channels as you and it's not as high pressure, but um, like obviously I work on my own and do the socials myself. So how do you find it sharing that with someone? Is it more, is it better because you're able to collaborate and come up with more ideas or do you find it sometimes clashes a little bit? Uh, no, I'm I'm very lucky in that the person that I, I work closest with is is very good and mm-hmm. we, we have very similar ideas and yeah. Uh, some of like the ideas we come up with together are usually the best ones. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a, a massive weight off your shoulders to have somebody else there who's able to help you out and means you're not the only person coming up with these ideas at times. And yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been great since you joined. Brilliant. So, in regards to the job, are you in the office most days, or is it very much uh, from home and then at the races? Uh. Um, I'm very lucky in that we it's, it's very flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we we try to go in as often as we can just because it's nice to have that face to face time. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, where we're traveling so often and we're we're with each other sort of seven eight days at a time, yeah, um, we spend a lot of time together. So when when you are at home and you have the opportunity to kind of work from home at times, then that's nice. Yeah. Um, but it, it is nice to have that face to face time in the office. Definitely, yeah. So what does a standard day in the life look like for you? Say you're not going to a race and say there's maybe not one, like now there's not one coming up for, for a little bit. What does a day in the life look like for you? Uh, typically, we we don't really have any more than kind of two to three weeks between each race. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually post, post-race week, we are kind of reacting to the fallout of what we've just seen. Yeah. Um, so currently, for example, a lot of our content uh, it's based around Portland as we've just come back. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of have this week in between where we spend a lot of time planning for what's coming up because you really okay. don't have much of a turnaround. Yeah. Um, so currently, the, our main goal is kind of coming up with the best content we possibly can to prepare for Rome right. um, and kind of drive interest around that race in order to get as many eyes on the race as possible. Yeah. No, definitely. That's cool. When you're thinking of content to come up with, is it sort of like a do you do a lot of reflection on like previous, previous races or is it very much just like what's just happened? Uh, it, it very much kind of depends on how it impacts the championship as a whole. Okay. So, I mean, if, if there's been some, you know, if there's been an incredible overtake in the race that we've just covered, then obviously that will be the our main, main, kind of main yeah. focal point. But I mean, it, for example, Jake Dennis uh, went into second place on the last lap of the last race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and him getting those couple of extra points from moving from third into second means he's now top of the championship. So okay. 
that kind of has a knock-on effect and it allows yeah. us to then focus on the championship as a whole rather than just looking okay. back to a single race. No, that's interesting. I like that. So how does this job differ to your previous ones? Not necessarily just the horse racing, but other ones you've had as well. Uh, I mean, I, I find this, I mean, it, it, it sounds like an obvious thing to say, but obviously the travel aspect of this job is is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you get to see places that you probably wouldn't have ever seen otherwise. Um so that that in itself is really good. Um, I love I'm, I love everyone that I work with as well. It's a really nice company to work for. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I just really enjoy where I'm at at the moment. It's, I mean, I, I don't ever think I saw myself working in motorsport. If you asked me sort of five years ago, okay. Um, well, I slowly started. That? I mean, I, I wasn't really a fan of motorsport at all okay. up until you know four or five years ago. I didn't really even watch anything. Yeah. Um, I slowly started to get into it a bit more mm-hmm. um and then when this opportunity came up and I knew it was kind of a developing championship that I really sort of believe in and yeah. really kind of have views of where this is going to go and I think it's got so much potential mm-hmm. it kind of just, just leaped out at me and I couldn't really not take the opportunity definitely yeah no that's that's amazing I mean Formula E is really definitely up and coming and I think having somebody who's passionate behind the socials of it and they're not just churning out content for the sake of churning it out is really beneficial to them for getting the you know the audience engagement and things like that yeah and you know i think that that spreads across the business to be honest i think everyone who's working at formula e has a real passion for it i don't think anyone is kind of just there to get a paycheck if you know what i mean i think everyone does believe in formula e and where they Mm -hmm. think it can go no that's good that's good so could you walk me through basically like the approach to a race weekend? When does the build up for it start for you and what is it like when you're there? Uh, so the build up would typically start a week or two out from the race, depending on when the previous race had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we usually spend a few days to a week wrapping the previous race and then we kind of go straight into the the upcoming one. Yeah. Um, so for example, from this Monday onwards, we'll probably be looking to start building up to Rome. Okay. Um, so we'll do that. And then we usually travel out to the race kind of a week before. So mm-hmm. we'll travel out on the, the Tuesday, probably, or the Monday or the Tuesday ahead of the race. Um, and then once we're on the ground, it's kind of turns to to content capture. Yeah. So whereas we're, we'll, we'll kind of be using archive footage and uh, previous, previous things to, to build up to the race ahead of time. Once we're there, it's kind of, when we, when we have the opportunity to get the to capture the content ourselves and bring in some new stuff, that's kind of what happens on on the week building up to the race. Right. Okay. And then once you're there, in terms of like managing and creating responsive posts on race weekends, how do you manage to keep the content so informative and so um, well written and not having any mistakes? Because it's so fast paced, you're bound to make mistakes somewhere. How do you eliminate that? um just just being as careful as we possibly can i mean we yeah like obviously there's two of us so that helps yeah so we always have a second pair of eyes on a post before it goes out if we feel like it needs it mm-hmm. um yeah i mean we, we just we just have to be very careful obviously we there's a lot of eyes on the channels and yeah um yeah i, I think it's just about being very careful and, and making sure that you you double and triple check everything before it goes anywhere yeah definitely so in terms of creating that sort of responsive kind of content how do you sort of pick out in the moment what is a priority and what isn't obviously an overtake and a crash things like that are definitely going to be sort of 
high priority for that kind of thing but just the little bits in the races how do you pick out what is going to be good for people to want to see and things like that so i mean visually sort of overtakes and things like that they're they're what are going to perform the best on socials yeah. because you know they're the ones that are going to catch your eyes just scrolling through your feed mm-hmm. um so that's kind of kind of, sort of the main chunk of what we look for we look for the exciting moments throughout a race but again we we look to kind of what what's going to drive the narrative of the championship yeah um so throughout our race we're looking at these individual moments but we're also looking on sort of how the knock-on effect of those moments are going to affect the overall championship so it's um, almost like telling a story isn't it it's yes exactly like that it's it's kind of telling a story but you're also looking to tell a wider story of the season as we go okay no i like that i like that comparison between the two that's really interesting um, so what advice would you give somebody to somebody wanting to get into a similar role to yours in this sort of industry? Um, I, th- I think it's, I mean, it sounds silly, but I think it is all about just having that, that kind of passion and mm-hmm. love for what you do. Yeah. I think it helps massively if you're, if you really believe in something and you, you kind of go after it, it, it gives you that extra incentive to, to kind of get into it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, quick question. How much storage do you have on your phone? <laughs> um, not enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have like a separate work phone? Yeah. So I, I where, where possible, I try to film everything on that work phone. Yeah. Um, and that, that does have a lot more storage than my personal phone, but <laughs> obviously we, we film so much on race weekends. That, yeah. I mean, Luckily, we, we what we tend to do is kind of film what we need to film and we'll kind of offload that to our editors and then we'll have that backed up somewhere else. So right. if it gets to the point where we need to delete stuff off our phone, we, we can do it safely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the whole thing of like, will I need this in future? And you're like, do I delete it or not? Yeah. I mean, luckily, our work phones have, have quite a lot of storage, so we haven't okay. run into too many issues yet. Yeah. No, that's good. So how many races have you covered now? Um, around, I think I've probably covered 15 or 16. So I, okay. I joined at the back end of last season. Right. Okay. Um, covered a couple of races then and then I've done every race this year, um, apart from Portland, which I worked by word from home. Oh, right. Okay. How did you find that then doing it from home and not actually being there? Uh, I mean, it's difficult with the time difference. Yeah. Um, but we have kind of such a good team on the ground that it, it eases that up a lot. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot more fun to kind of be on location. Yeah, definitely. Um, and kind of be in and amongst the action. But yeah, I mean, it's it's still good. You you still kind of um, you're able to kind of cover off the race. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot easier to to kind of be on the ground and be able to. It's, it's hard to explain but you need to be able to kind of feel what's going on to be yeah. able to react to it no i know what you mean it's to be able to get the true sort of emotion and atmosphere into the the content and the context that you're writing it in as well you need to be able to be in that situation so i, I know what you mean yeah absolutely yeah so do you do you get to go to every single race then obviously you didn't go to portland but is is that sort of a thing that it will continue you'll get to go to every race yeah, yeah. So we we go, we take out quite a few people to each race because I mean, as a content team, it's it's important that we're there and we're we're, we're covering things off. Yeah. Um, we we kind of don't miss anything. Um, but yeah, we're we're quite lucky. We go to every single race. Um, 
And yeah, I, as far as I know, I think that will continue. No, yeah, I think it's important to kind of um, be on the ground, as, as you say, to get that kind of emotive feel and yeah. make make sure you're covering it off to, to, to kind of the best of your ability. Yeah. So you mentioned that there's a team of you. How many are in your team? Uh, in my immediate team, I think there's about 10 of us. Oh, wow. Um, so we're that's kind of across website, video, social, okay. graphics. Um, so that's kind of the wider digital team. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So how has this sort of job changed your lifestyle? Obviously, you'll have to have a lot more time dedicated towards it, having to go away at weekends and things like that. How are you sort of managing that and how's your lifestyle changed since starting? Um. I wouldn't say it's changed too much. I mean, the, the travel aspect is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't see that as a burden at all. No. Um, it just kind of allows you to go and see these places that you probably never otherwise would have seen. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely don't think it's had any negative effects at all no. in my life. So I think everything so far since start taking a job has been very positive. Yeah, I think that's interesting because you hear a lot of people saying how, oh, I've got to travel again and it's only two days before we're back on a plane and things like that. So it's good to see that it doesn't have that effect on everyone. Yeah, I, I mean, I think everyone is different. Um, yeah. I think eventually it does start to take a toll, you know, mm. going from different countries so often. But I mean, it's it's part of the job and it's a really fun part of the job, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not something I'd ever sort of complain about. Yeah. Do you get to spend a lot of time in the countries that you're in or is it sort of like you're seeing it as you're on the way to the track? Uh, no, we, I mean, we, we, we're very, we work very long hours when we're on location. Mm. Um, but at the same time, we, we do realise that we've kind of travelled all this way. So we, we do tend to sort of take a couple of nights to go out of the team for dinner or take a, take a kind of look around at the city and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, w- working on location isn't kind of what people think it would be where you're going out and you're having fun all the time yeah. it's, it's hard work it's long hours but um it's very like kind of rewarding to be able to do what we do kind of not from home if that makes sense yeah no, so it's obviously the, the additional challenges of being on location but still being able to churn out the amount of content we do i think it's quite quite good for us yeah no that's good so this is one of the final questions what is your favorite thing about the job um I mean, probably the travel aspect. Yeah, um, it's something that I mean, I, we it doesn't kind of go past any of us how lucky we are to be able to do what we do. Yeah, um, we do fully appreciate how lucky we are, and that is obviously the, probably the coolest part of it. But I mean, in, in terms of the job itself, I, there's not really anything that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we I work with a very good team, which which is great yeah. and really helps kind of enjoy the job itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even the kind of the races themselves are so exciting and interesting that at times it doesn't actually even feel like work when we're covering the race. Right. Just because it is it's so interesting and everyone yeah. at Formula E to an extent is a Formula E fan. Yeah. Um so when you're actually getting to watch these races and cover them, it's it's so interesting. It kind of just feels like it it doesn't feel too much like work, even though it is. Yeah. yeah. No, I know I completely get that. Yeah. I mean it's it's a very nice industry to work in sometimes yeah. you kind of take a step back and appreciate it yeah do you find it so obviously there's a lot of trends and things like that going around on social media and things like that how do you find it trying to keep up with that do you find it a struggle because it's sort of a 
like some things I know I find I can't participate in certain trends because it just doesn't go with the company's sort of overall vibe. Um, how do you find keeping up with trends and things like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think every company is, is the same to what you just said, really. I think you have to you have to find the right trends. It's not worth hopping on a trend that is nothing to do with your business because yeah. it obviously won't have the desired effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, myself and uh, and my colleague, we spend a lot of time, obviously, on socials. So um, not only just through Formula E, but obviously our personal socials as well. So we're, yeah. we're, we're fairly across most trends that are going on at any yeah. at any given time. Um so I guess it's kind of just about putting our heads together and thinking about how we can use certain trends and how relevant they're going to be to Formula E. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, I think it's not it's not about shopping on every trend. It's about finding the right ones that fit fit your yeah. business. Do you find it hard to switch off? Because I know if you're scrolling through social media all day, that's what a lot of people do as their spare time and way to wind down and things like that. How do you sort of balance that and find a way to sort of turn off? um to be honest i don't actually other than maybe my instagram i don't really use my own socials that often anymore okay um, i don't know whether that's a knock-on effect from as you say just kind of being on it yeah all the time. No, i think it is definitely <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of nice to be away from it at certain mm-hmm. points um but yeah i mean i don't find it too hard to switch off because i don't really spend too much time on my own socials unless it's kind of posting you know instagram stories when we're on yeah. location at these events yeah no, that's good. It's a good balance to have, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, my final question, um, which I ask all of my guests, is I have this playlist on Spotify um, that all of my listeners can sort of go and listen to. And then when a guest comes on, I ask them what their song of the week is. So, Jordan, what is your song of the week? Oh. Um, I don't think you're going to know my song of the week, though. It's fine. We've got a variety on there. There is a wild variety on there. So I've actually just come back from a Machine Gun Kelly concert. Okay. And if you know who Machine Gun Kelly is. Yeah. Um, so it'll be something from him. I'd say maybe, to be fair, the song is actually called Maybe. So I'll probably go with that one. Okay. It'll be on the playlist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all of my questions. It's short but sweet. Um, and yeah, thank you for being on. No, not at all. Thanks for having me.